Yes, it's episode 146 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Obviously, uh, I am sat in my living room on a Sunday morning. Um, not playing football because my hamstrings are hamstrung. My hamstrings are practically cheese strings on a hot day. They're, they're rubbish. They're rubbish. I need to actually go to a physio. And I get private medical care with uh, my job. But um, I we've changed a provider. So I don't actually know how to do the whole claim thing. And I just can't be bothered to. Well, no, I can't bother. Keep me forgetting. Get to the office. Have work to do. Hamstring doesn't hurt. You know, do I go to run for a tube? I'm like, ah, I need to do that thing for my hamstring. So I haven't done that yet. But Sunday morning, catching up on match of the day. Spurs drew. One all with Sheffield United with the overlapping centre halves. Nonsense. It's not how you play football, but hey, it seems to be working for them. And I'm just not sure where Tottenham are at the moment. I've actually paused match of the day just between the end of the highlights and before the pundit tree. Uh, the analysis. And uh, oh, I just thought that you can't spell analysis without anal. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit meh about Tottenham. Got other stuff going on in my life. Good stuff. So yeah, I'm not caring about Tottenham. If I'd be good if Tottenham could just be a little bit less rubbish and not be a mid-table team. Although I kind of feel at home with Tottenham being near mid-table because that's how I started supporting Tottenham. My first memory of Spurs. But being cognizant of being a Spurs fan, was when Spurs finished seventh in the Premier League. Um, well, I don't actually remember Spurs finishing seventh. But I just remember the season after because I had to stick a book and it said Spurs finished seventh the previous season. And I was like, oh, seventh. I think we finished like just behind Nottingham Forest and sixth. And then, um, and then from then on, we just we were consistently between, you know. 16th and 13th. And just like, that's my team. Top of the bottom half. That's my squad. And then since about 2005, we've always been in the top six around there. Top seven, top six. And it's always just felt like a bit of a roller coaster and a bit of a bubble. And we've just kind of been floating away in that position. And I'm just waiting for us to crash back to what I'm used to, my comfort zone, 14th in the Premier League. And I think Tottenham are trying to... They're taking my feelings into account and they're trying to do that. That's exactly what they're trying to do. But enough about football chat. Um, what else is going on in the world? We've got the election. Um, it's hard for me to think what to talk about in this podcast because basically I was on the ESN podcast yesterday. Um, which comes out on a Tuesday, so check out ESN, Eloquently Saying Nothing Pod. I was on that yesterday, uh, but my podcast comes out before theirs. So I, rec- so I recorded, so I'm recording mine after, so the chronology of what I'm talking about won't make sense. And I don't want to overlap either. I honestly think you should go and listen to the, the podcast, so it's fun. But there are some big things happening in the week that, you know, we just want to We'll think what happened. We'll talk about. Um, read a very interesting article about the election, about um, about kind of the dilemma Jewish voters have, which I find very interesting because you know I'm not Jewish, so I don't care. Um, not so I don't care about other people's plights. Let's just be honest. 
if it doesn't directly affect you, you don't notice these things until someone highlights it, it comes across your radar, you're like, oh, I never thought of that. And um, that's one of them. It's basically the dilemma that Jewish voters have where do they vote for the ones who want to remain anyway? Do they vote for Labour? Because they really want to remain. Uh, because Labour um, will have a referendum and the kind of the remain party in air quotes. Um, but the problem is the suspicions of institutionalised anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. Or do they vote for Boris? Who is an Islamophobe and a racist everyone, but not so much Jews. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard choice, right? It's a hard choice. What do you vote for? How are you going to vote people? I literally have one topic, one um, agenda that I'm following. Brexit aside, every aside, I don't care. There's one point that needs to come up. And I'm voting on that point. And I'm not saying which point that is. Because you know what? Your vote is private. We forget that, don't we? So many people just on their statuses and their little personal campaigns. Corbyn's an idiot. Boris is an idiot. And just... It's all shit. That's kind of like the nuanced view you can have on politics. They're both shit. So well done. You're very insightful. The both just as bad as each other. Very, very insightful. Thank you for that. And, um, yeah. But I think that's, you should ha that's how you should vote. I'm actually taking the interest. I'm following the news. And no party has brought up the one issue that I want to be covered in my personal life. In my life. The thing that will affect me and my wife the most. So, um... Once that, I'm a single agenda voter now. It's like Brexit, like the Brexit party. They just voted on one thing. They only care about one thing. That's Brexit. They don't care about healthcare, none of that. Education, none of that. Military, none of that. Economy, none of that. I just Brexit. That's all I care about. That one topic. And that's like me. I'm voting on one particular topic. I'm not telling you what that topic is. All right. All right. Um, but I'll wait, yeah, we'll see, we'll see when it comes up. But what I'm, I did make notes in the week, but to see if um, how much of those are covered in the ESN pod because um, I'm sure there must be some stuff that I didn't, but no, we literally covered all of them, all of them. Oh, uh, so what is what's happening in the news? What's going on my timeline? I'll shout out to DMD Pod, them man there. Um, they've got their show on the 20th of December. Uh, live show, live recording. Uh, with me as the host. I'll be hosting that for that. So that should be a laugh. Um, looking forward to that. It should be very fun. Um, what else is there? What else, what else are we going on? Let's, let's see. Let's see what's on the Facebook timeline. On the Facebook TL. Nothing really, it's just a lot of talk about T.I. You know, checking his daughter's hymen expeditiously. And, um, in the things I've spoke about it on, as well, on the ESM pod. And to talk about 
someone's hymen that much over two different podcasts is uh it's just a bit too much for me so don't want to do it okay but um yeah what what um what happened in the KSI Logan Paul fight did that That, that, um, who, who won that? I guess KSI won that, right? KSI versus Logan Paul. Who won? Yep, KSI won. There you go. Is it worth you watching? Did they wear head guards? Good, because they're not professionals. Yeah. Anyway. What else happens in the world? There's nothing. I don't know. There ain't anything that's happened in the world. Jace, Jacob Rees-Mogg, that, that happened and spoke about that. Um, What's trending? What's trending in the world? Remembrance Sunday. Is that this Sunday? I guess it is, yeah, the 11th. It's the nearest Sunday to it. Minute silence. Um... I don't feel like I've observed the minute silence for the past like five years. And that is in no form a protest. It's literally, we get an email sent in the morning. Okay, at 11 o'clock people will be doing the minute silence. I'm like, cool. And then I look at the time and it's about 4pm and I completely forgot. And I'm thinking, wait, was I quiet? There wasn't anyone doing a big old shush at like 10.58 I may have been talking. May have been in a meeting. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't rightly know. Um, I don't know what else there is. There is not much going on in the world for me. I mean, I'm looking at Twitter type uh, trending. It's Remembrance Sunday. Um, Liverpool, Man City, two minutes silence. Hardest part of being an adult is... Oh, all right, that's a new hashtag. 16th trending. Uh, wisdom teeth. My wisdom teeth are, are fine. Ah, there you go. Remind, I went to the dentist this week. Went to the dentist. i tell you what. So, in my uh, in my first job, I was very lucky. Um, in the sense of we got taken over by a company and part of the benefits package was private dental. And I didn't know that was something I wanted or needed in my life until I had private dental. And once you have private dental, you don't know how to go back into the real world. So um, I'm lucky to have private healthcare most jobs I've had. But um, private dental, next level. I mean, you need a fill-in. Just like, yeah, boom. It's white. It's going to be a white fill-in because it's private. They give you the price. They say, you know, we could do an amalgam fill-in, but... You know, uh, the white one costs a bit more. It's like, brother, I'm not paying. So <laughs> give me the most expensive tooth. I'm going to have to do a crown on that. I don't care. Give me the shiny reinforced porcelain. I want the white one. And then I got then I got a new job that didn't have that. Then I lost a tooth. Well, I didn't lose a tooth. I lost my, um, I had a root canal and a crown. And I lost a crown. Came out when I was in Malaysia two years ago and panicked. And I was like, I can't wait in the NHS line 
to one find a dentist and two have them fix that so i was like right i need no private stuff paid out my face to get private but when it came to the the actual tooth itself and i think like the the white one was oh silly it's like touching onto a thousand I go, oh, you can have a silver one for like 400 or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take that one. And that's why I have a silver tooth. It's not because I'm a bad man. No, it's because I'm a cheapskate. So um, then I've just generally just tried to take care of my teeth so I don't have to pay. And then I went, went to the dentist where I've been for a while. I went to a private dentist for a checkup. And... The list of things they were saying needed doing, I was like, that sounds like more money. Each time they said so, it's like, ka-ching. So we need, want you to see your hygiene, ka-ching. Uh, I think you need to redo these two fillings, ka-ching. Also, that filling is pretty big and there's not much tooth, so you might need to put a crown on that, ka-ching. It's like, shit. So if you just go to reception, they'll tally that up and they'll give you an invoice. You don't have to pay anything today. Uh, have a think about it if you want to pay if you'd want to go with it you can book in the appointments now I, i'm like okay get there but mr griffiths yeah okay so if the total amount is uh, 1100 and i was like ah ha ha so i thought right i'm taking your advice and i'm trying to find an nhs dentist so i i searched high and low for one so i found one near my house in my town uh, in Hatfield in town and guess what I went there went for the checkup I um, got into the got into the room at about about 9.14 I came out of the room at about 9.14 this dentist hardly looked at anything but what are you here for is like just a general checkup okay and she got just tapped each tooth like, yeah mm, yeah mm, yeah you got a bit of Bit of gum, ero- um, erosion there. Don't, don't brush so hard. Okay, yeah, that's it. I was like, what? You gonna X-ray me or anything? You gonna check anything? No, no. That's it. It's done. I'm like, mm. So this guy's saying I need two fillings replacing a crown and hygiene and hygienist, and you're like nothing. Just keep thumbs up. Keep brushing. So I was like, nah, forget that. You're shit. So I went to another dentist near my workplace, NHS one. This time they were like, all right, so let's go. Boom, x-rays happen. I was like, there you go, this is a proper checkup. Then this guy starts pulling out issues that I hadn't spoken to about it. He's like, how are your wisdom teeth? He's like, fine. So I just noticed that they're not out yet. How old are you? I'm like, 31. Hmm. Do you have any pain, sinus problems? He's like, no, I literally have no pain. I'm very lucky with my wisdom teeth. Never had any aches. No jaw aching. I was like, no. So, hmm, I want to just do an x-ray. So he did an x-ray. And he said, this x- the new x-ray. Where it spins around my whole head. And, um, yeah. Had a look. I've got four. I've got two impacted um, wisdom teeth. And another two that are going to grow into the side of the other ones. And he's like, do you have any pain in them? I'm like, no. He goes, okay, then there's no point removing them. Uh, but when they do come through, if they do come through, it's like, I'm going to be in a world of pain, is what it seems like. But um, right now, 31 years in, and it's it's 31 nil to me when it comes to the wisdom teeth. So, But yeah, but I found this NHS dentist, and he's good. 
And I feel confident that the advice they're giving me is the correct advice. So they're going to do a little bit of work. A cheeky bit of work. On my teeth and then um, I'll be good to go. I'll be good to go. So, yeah, if I ever get a new job, that private dental will actually be a big swinger. Big swinger. Uh, do what? Deep down, I want this silver tooth that I have near the front to be replaced. But I'm not sure they just replace a, a crown if there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think what I need to do is get uh, get a private dentist, part of our work. They lie. It's like, I'm in so much pain. I don't know what's causing it, but it's this it's this crown. So I'm not sure. They're going to be doing x-rays. Going, I'm not sure what it is. We've done x-rays. Nothing seems to be wrong with it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But can we replace it? I wonder if you can. You must be able to replace it. It's my bloody mouth. If I'm willing to pay. You must, you must be able to just replace it. I don't know. I'm looking at this list of things. Um, or... On the hashtag hardest part of being an adult is, and then someone's put drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, regular digestion. You know what I'm saying? Um, two of the three there. My digestion's fine. Get enough sleep. Yeah, that's my fault though. And drinking enough water. I don't know what it is. I can't drink water. Like it, I have to make a real concentrated effort to be like, I'm going to drink a pint of water now and stand by the tap and drink it like it yeah and then fill it up again and then drink some more that's me and i have to do that consciously i just don't drink water throughout the day but even today i've been up for four and a half hours five hours and i've drank zero water brushed my teeth and i drank a hot chocolate no water so i'll go try and drink some water after this pot how about that? That's my promise to you, listeners. I'll drink more water. Um, let's see what's the hardest part of being an adult. The hardest part of being an adult, right, is just having responsibilities, really. That's the hardest part. You know, when you're younger, you just come home and you get new trainers. I don't even talk about nice trainers or anything special. I'm just talking about, you just got new clothes. It's all right, there's your trousers. Your mum knows your size. There you go, new trousers. Oh, okay. Got new trousers now. In your head, you'd be like, I don't like these, but I'm wearing them. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Uh, what else got it? What else is trading? Signs you need a break. Break from what? When you're negative about everything, your face is permanently like this. You're constantly looking at holidays you can't afford. Um, Okay. Cool. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? Let's see. Facebook timeline. I tell you what I did yesterday. I did some man stuff yesterday. Um, what I did was uh, removed some mildew from the back of our chest of drawers. You know, so if you've got like your furniture near an external wall yeah uh you may have 
like um make it mildew because the wall's cold and stuff and temperature shit i don't know i'm not i'm not a scientist but it was i was cleaning i was doing a bit of vacuuming yeah good bloke do some domestic stuff vacuuming and then i was vacuuming behind the, the skirting board behind the chest of drawers but i need to move this to get down there and first i noticed the wall I was oh shit the wall looks a bit damp looks a bit mad and i looked at the back of the chest of drawers like ah oh, man looks all moldy I was like, damn it, I've seen it now. I can't just push the chest of drawers back and be like, babe, I did see it. I didn't know that was there. So I was like, ah, so I had to Google how to do it. And I got on the car, got down to Tool Station. Tell you what, guys, nothing makes you feel more like a man than being in Tool Station. Or Screwfix, B&Q, Wix's, all of those places. All those type of places, own base. They're man shops. He's just there, sort of, yeah. Yeah, people do drill bits. There's blokes in there covered, their trousers covered in paint, plaster on their hands. And there's me, just gooped it. It's like, oh, I think I need, I need some lacquer. I need some quick dry lacquer. Some mold spray. Yeah. I need breathing mask, respirator. That's what I need. And then, uh, and then some, you know, anti-back wipes and disposable gloves. <laughs> I got those from Asda. I got, got some brownies as well. And I was at Asda. Got to treat myself. I'm a workman. Eat a cup of tea halfway through the job. And do you know what? So what you do is you get your you get your anti-back wipes and you wipe off wipe off the mildew, guys. You just wipe off the mildew or the mould, whatever. Get get your own mask on because you don't want any airborne mould. It's airborne. Don't want that in your lungs. Any allergic reaction to that. Just cover your face. Open the window. Wiping down the mould. And he's throwing throwing that stuff in the bin. Into a plastic bag. Just throw it away straight away. Disposable gloves on as well. Just wiping it down. Wiping it down. Wiping it down. Wiping it down. Then. Got the hair dryer. Just dry it off. Just get rid of all that excess water because you don't want any moisture in there feeding the mould and the milk. You don't want that being fed. Then, put the mould killer on. Spraying that on. Spray, spraying that on. All over it. Then, you know, again, get rid of... I was dabbing that down. Get rid of the excess moisture. You don't want to feed the mould. You're trying to kill it. Then let that dry, get the hair dryer on that, and then the lacquer, get the lacquer on. I might spray it with another layer of lacquer later, who knows. Spray it with another layer of lacquer later. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> spray it with another layer of lacquer later. Watch your lacquer, that layer. Alligator, later. Right, yeah. I did that. Fixed the wardrobe door. Um, did some other mould stuff in the bathroom. Oovered. Washing up. More oovering and a little bit of dusting. And that's the trick, guys. That's how you do it. If you live with someone, then you're going to do some chores. Obviously do the chores, they've said, but try not to finish them before they come in. That's trick number one. Try to be doing them as they come in. You look active. They're not assessing the work. They can see you working. That's trick number one. Trick number two. 
is to get very pungent cleaning stuff. So as soon as they walk in, it smells clean. Bleach is a good one. Just get some bleach somewhere. I'll clean the bathroom as well. Get some bleach somewhere. The smell of bleach walking into a room. Someone goes, oh, something's been cleaned. That's how you do it, guys. That's the trick. you got to actually do the cleaning, though. You can't just not do it. You'll be found out. And you seem like a madman that the place stinks of bleach, but there's still a plate on the floor. You don't want that. So, yeah. That's the trick, guys. That's that's the, that's the life hack of uh, how to keep your partner happy when it comes to doing domestic work. It doesn't work the other way around with me, though. Uh, Naomi could clean all day, and I wouldn't notice. She could not clean all week, and I wouldn't notice. I would just sit around any kind of mess and be like, hey, babe. Ah, <laughs> uh, there. Right. I think that is me waffling on for long enough. So let's get on to some der derdery. Um, so I saw something flash up on my screen about a deaf mute gang that was beaten up in America because someone thought they were throwing up gang signs. Now, I can't lie, that made me laugh. Because <laughs> it's such a mess. Deaf and mute. You, you, when you confront them and they don't speak and they just use his sign language, you're like, you throwing up more gangs out, son? Ah, oh, shit. Wait until I get the crew down here, son. Disrespect me like this, son. Oh, man, let me shoot this, man. Let me shoot this motherfucker, man. Shit. Put gangs out to me. You ain't saying shit now. He's there just trying to do sign language. Like, I am mute. What is wrong with you? Hey, say something now, bitch. Anyway, so, <laughs> dear Deirdre, sex with one night stand was amazing. But now she's pregnant and won't let me be involved. Oh, I had a brilliant one night stand. But I'm regretting as, she's, as she now says she's pregnant with my baby. But she won't let me be involved. She already got a man or something. Let's see. Uh, I was on a night out celebrating my mate getting engaged. We were all pretty bladdered. Love that. I can't remember which comedian made that joke, but... They said basically any, um, you can make any noun or words for being drunk. Just like, just make it a past tense and it works. So bladdered is one. So oh, I, was, I was trolleyed. I was chaired. Went out last night, got absolutely TV'd. So what? Yeah, mate. I had about six shots of Sambuca. Absolutely light bulbed. Yeah, mate. Then I had another pint suitcased. It's like, you what? Come rich for me to say that. I grew up with that joke and it just makes makes you laugh. It's so true each time I see a word like that. And when we got talking to this group of women, um, I was especially drawn to one of them who had just got her divorce finalised and wanted to let her hair down. She was older than me, 37, when I'm 31. We flirted. I tried my luck and kissed her. She received, yeah, she reciprocated. She invited me back to hers. We were both quite drunk, but knew what we were doing, and the sex was great. The next morning, she was mortified with herself. She said she must have been mad, but I took it on the chin and left. I heard no more, but 
from her, but a month later, she tracked me down on social media to tell me she's pregnant and the baby must be mine. Okay. I was shocked as we used a condom that night, but I realised it, but it must have split without us realising, sorry. I thought, the thought of becoming a dad is pretty daunting, but I warmed to the idea. This might be my only chance to have a child as my love life has been rubbish recently. We met to discuss it. And she said she was 100% having this baby, but I could walk away if I wanted. No questions asked. I said I wanted to be there for her and my child and to give her financial and emotional support, but she seemed wary. I haven't been able to get hold of her since. I made It made me suspicious and I thought maybe someone else was the father or she's in a relationship. Yeah, I think that's a fair suspicion. But I tracked down one of her friends who assured me she's definitely single and that the baby is mine for sure. Okay then. I'm the only person she's had sex with for a year. She thinks her friend is just embarrassed that she ha- as she has an 18-year-old daughter who will be horrified. Oh, right. Yeah, because you're only like, what? 13 years older. Don't know. Yeah. She says she will try to get her, contact- get her to contact me. Apparently, as the mum... She has the right to cut me out completely and raise a child on her own. Is that true? I don't think that is true. I don't think that's the truth. She's, um, I don't think that's true at all. I think she just cut you out. Uh, no, I think, I don't think she can. So I think you, what you do is just see cooler and be like, that's my baby. Just make a lot of noise about it. And then she'll, she'll soon be like, I don't want this embarrassment. It's embarrassing that I slept with 31 year olds. It's even more embarrassing if I'm trying to keep him away from the kid. And there's nothing wrong with him. So, yeah. That's what you do. So, uh, next one. Moving on. How can I make splitting from my partner as painless as possible for our daughter? How old is your daughter? If she's over 18, tell her to suck it up. Anyway, dear Deidre, I'm joking. I'm joking. Dear Deidre, I want to end my relationship with my partner. I need to know how to sort everything out so it's as painless and hassle-free as possible. Here's the thing, mate. Uh, Splitting up with someone is never going to be painless. Uh, if it was painless, then you probably wasn't with them in the first place. Anyway, we're both 26 and I want to move out of our flat and move into a place of my own. But I'm scared she will struggle financially if the, if the mortgage on our flat is solely in her name. Uh, will I be able to see our daughter whenever I want or will I be restricted to weekends? I've never dealt with anything like this before. Um, I think you just make up your agreement with your ex-partner. And you just like you saw it out from there. Um, does she want to split up? She does want to split up. Then it's going to be painful if she uses the kid as a weapon. Well, we'll see. Anyway, sex stress. My boyfriend and I haven't had sex in months, and he always makes excuses, like his penis is in someone else. Anyway, dear Deirdre, we were at a party at the weekend and I cheekily gave a partner oral sex in the bathroom. Cheeky, cheeky blowjob. Um, I thought I would get my reward later. Nah, if you made him come, then he, that's the last thing on his mind is having sex again. But you, yeah, that's now men's work. We, you've, you've, you've turned the computer off for doing that. Oh, I thought I'd get my reward later, but he was, but he was staying with me at my parents where I live at the moment. I was naked in bed, hoping to give him the hint, but he just rolled away 
from me and went to sleep. I'm 24, he's 26, and that's how it is all too often these days. He blames my family or my, the flatmates where I live, but those sound to me like excuses. Unless he's having like wild animal sex, they may not. There may be valid reasons. Um, sex was regular at the start of our relationship. But now two months can go by without ah, two months. Jesus, we are saving for a place of our own and would like kids eventually. But first, you have to have sex. That is correct. You got a C in biology, right? So, um, yeah, and I don't think you're just going to turn on having sex regularly if you're going two months without sex. You can like get to the next level. Like, oh, it's rather than every two months, let's, like, oh, let's make a month the longest we go without sex. Then, okay, let's make it three weeks. Then, yeah, let's make it two weeks. You have to do it like that. You can't go from, you know, two months without sex and now creating porn scenes every night. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Um, wow. Going for gold. Let's see. My family are pressuring me to get married, but I won't settle for a man unless he's rich. Okay, you go, girl. I'm a woman, independent. Throw your hand out for a rich man. Right, dear Deirdre, my family are angry with me because I am unmarried, though I'm over 30. Okay, um, tell them to shut their face. The problem is I want to marry a rich man, and they said I should be happy with someone middle class. Why don't you get a job? This is weird. I want to marry a rich man. You sound so Dickensian. Anyway, um, our family is from Pakistan originally. We live in the UK, but my parents expect to arrange my marriage. Well, you know, if they're going to arrange your marriage, then I think it's fair if you say, yeah, cool, you can arrange it, but here's my criteria, though. If they're trying to get you to marry your broke cousin, then yeah, allow it. Anyway, I don't have qualifications. Uh, wow. I don't have qualifications or a job, but I want to marry a rich guy as I've seen the trouble it causes in marriage when money is tight. Okay. Okay. You don't have qualifications or a job. I thought you were one of those women that are over 30, but you're like a boss bitch. Boss bitch. I don't use that word. Don't, those ladies use that word sometimes. I'm a boss bitch. You know, like you're a partner of a firm. I mean, you're just getting all that money in. You drive a nice car. You've got your own flat. You don't actually need a man for financial support. But if you are, damn, I've got to upgrade my life if I am. I thought this is what it was. But you're broke, jobless, skillless. And if you're those things, then being over 30 now makes you old. And I'm not saying that is old. But if you haven't got those other attributes that make you a catch, where it's like, wow, she's got a life together. Man, as a guy, I need to step up if I'm going to get with her. Because that can happen. Some guys are intimidated by women who have all their shit together. And some guys rise to the challenge. But you, love, you're actually jobless, prospectless. And over 30, you're like, I want a rich guy. I hope you're not fat as well. Anyway. Ah, oh dear. So, my parents... Um, my parents arranged for my brother to marry a girl from Pakistan. He's not rich. And she makes his life hell if he can't give her everything she wants. My parents bend over backwards to please her, though she is rude. Yet they are nasty to me. I mean, 
Oh, I, said, I don't want to disrespect your culture. So I'm going to disrespect you instead. I said, you need to work out what level you are. you got to date within your own level. You Punching, you can't punch. Punching aspects. You can punch in all. And if you are punching every aspect of your life, then great. But you usually be bringing something to the table. So the puncher. It's you as the puncher. You might not even know what you bring to the table, but the punchy's like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, he doesn't have that much money, doesn't have a car, and doesn't have his own place. But do you know what? He's funny, he's kind, um, he's thoughtful. You know, you, you bring some stuff to the table. But you, darling, maybe you can cook. Maybe you can cook. But you haven't said any of your attributes. You just said you ain't got a job and you ain't got any qualifications and you want a rich man. It sounded dumb. Anyway. Um, right, one more. One more. And then we, we finish. Oh, come on. Let's read this one. Worth the wait. The guy I love broke up with me, but says we can get back together in a year. Oh, man. He's going to have a year of slagation. He is going to slag it up in that year. This is my guess. He, he's, he's got some demons he just wants to get out. You know? He's like, Dude, I've never been to Brazil. I ain't been to Amsterdam. I ain't been to Red Light District. I ain't done this. I ain't done that. Oh, but this girl's really cool and nice, but mm, I want both. I want both. <laughs> All right, dear Deirdre, the guy I've been dating says he loves me, but uh, that I'm distracting him from his work. He's breaking up with me because of it. What, so the year's time is going to be less busy? Doubt it. Let's see. But she, but he, he says he's going to see another girl for sex and we'll just be friends until we get back together in a year. When he'll allow himself to fall madly in love with me. This guy sounds like an absolute psychopath. <laughs> I'm 25 and he's 28. And we were seeing one another for a couple of months before agreeing to be exclusive. He broke off uh, with me just a couple of days after that. Saying I was stopping him from focusing on his work. He's, sort, he's the sort of person who likes everything to be under control. He freaked out when I had to cancel a date. Because it was the only day my brother was in town and I had to see him. I'm hurt and angry but a part of me wants to wait for him. What he says makes sense in a weird way. Okay. I do what? I ain't going to judge you. If you want to wait for this guy, do that. But here's the thing. you got to live your life. This is what you got to do. you got to live your life and allow yourself to have opportunities with other people that could be better for you in that year. And just live, just properly, don't just sit there waiting. Live your life. Go for things that you want to go for. Go travelling for six months. Do that kind of shit. Like, if that's what you want to do. If you think, yeah, do it. Because at that end of the year, I think I'd like to settle down with him too. Try to turn it to your way. And then, if if you're thinking of waiting, this is what I'm saying. Do all that. And then when it comes to you, you have more perspective of, actually, yeah. Okay, we're called to get back together. Or you might be like, do what? I've lived life. And what? it's a shame because a year ago I thought you were the guy for me and now I've seen the world and I went to Colombia and I met this guy called Eduardo who had a massive dog (laughs) and he's coming back to London in a few months I'm 
yeah, I don't want to settle down with you now. And you show him a picture of Eduardo. And he's going to be like, why does he have water dripping down his chest? He's in a restaurant. So I don't know. That's, his pecs just glisten. The type of guy he is. And that's that's what you do. But yeah, live your life in that year if you want to wait. If you don't want to wait, then yeah, lock it off now. Anyway, I think that's it for the pods. Um, how long did we... Oh, done. 40 minutes. Yeah, that's decent enough. Um, this week, uh, Banter Bass, Tuesday at Magaro, King's Cross. It'll be me, Fidio Herf, Kazim Jamal. That's the crew. That's the crew. We don't have a name for our crew, but that's the crew. And uh, Axel Blake is headlining. Also, uh, what's going on this week? Do not think anything else going on this week? It'll be a... Uh, uh, in Cardiff, Cardiff um, on Sunday, or he started just like that in Cardiff, and that'll be good. I like Wales, so yeah, do that. I think that's it. I think that's it for this week. That's all I've got to report on. Yeah, all right, people. Uh, I'll catch you next week. Have a great week. Have a splendid week. Um, I don't have any kind of word of wisdom at the end of my podcast. Um, do what you've got something nice on your mind say it to the person you're thinking about there you go how about that all right peace